Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game, the podcast where I, your host, Connor McCabe, bring on a guest to hear from them about a meaningful or memorable video game from a particular moment in their life. On the show, you'll know, if you listen, that we talk as much about what made playing that game special and memorable to our guest as we will get into the context of when and how they had this meaningful time with it. Um, A little bit of housekeeping up top for the show, uh, is that if you want to support us, there's a million ways you can do that. Both myself and my guest are going to have stuff to plug today. So if you are listening to this in a podcast feed or watching this on YouTube in the future, then go ahead and uh, look in the show notes. You're going to find just an absolute treasure trove of stuff to click on. And I know that you like clicking on stuff if you're anything like me. Um, most importantly, uh, for the for the show, if you like the conversations I have with video games and you want to discover more bonus video game podcasts from me and a bunch of other uh, fun people, you can go ahead and check us out on patreon.com slash supernpcradio where, like I said, there's a ton of bonus stuff, including our current Mass Effect Games Club. We're going through the original Mass Effect game uh, in a week-by-week format for this first quarter of the year. Uh, so if you like aliens and maybe trying to make whoopee with them, check out what we got going on there. That'll do it, though, for the housekeeping. And I'll finally get in uh, and introduce our guest for today's episode. So please welcome improviser and one of the members of the Everything Now show, Chris Jalakian. Hello. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Uh, this is, uh, it, I, you know, I get so many different feelings at the tops of these shows because I'm just, you know, such an emotionally intuitive person. Uh, and the one I was having at this moment was a, a feeling that comes up often where by the time I've introduced our guest, we've already been hanging out for like 20 minutes and talking. So we we sort of have that like uh, for the audience, that introductory period, which is where we find ourselves now. Yes, yes. We'll probably repeat a lot of what we just said in the last 20 minutes, but that's what you got to do. That's yes, showbiz. And, and you know what? If we don't, I'll probably just, I'll be so bummed if we don't. I want to hear it. I love repeats. Uh, I'm already nostalgic for the for the uh, chat we had before we rolled. Um, but Chris, I'm so glad that you could make it here and, and join me for the podcast today. Um, I know you how, the, how I know the majority of the guests who joined me on this podcast through the Los Angeles uh uh, improv comedy scene um and you know because i've met you quite recently and you know are are i guess within the span of our lives um just making this more complicated than it needs to be because i met you sort of recently uh i do remember at least what i'm pretty sure was the first time we had a conversation which was uh well you were recently on a lloyd team at the ucb theater odyssey we'll yeah. just let that sink in what an amazing <laughs> Uh, uh, former guest of the show, uh, Nikhil. I think like right before you all got on, he came oh, wow. on this show. So I don't want to say that it was good luck, but <laughs> uh, if you don't get on another Lloyd team or a Herald team in the next uh, couple months, uh, 
it is my fault. Um, <laughs> but I remember uh, just being in the back uh, as we were getting ready to watch a show. And uh, I recognized you because you had been at those meetings and we just got to chatting. You, you knew Ben Wheatmartian, who's a mutual friend. But um, uh, it, not that you have to corroborate that being our first time having a conversation, but does it track for you so far? I want to say our first time having a conversation was that like mixer event they did where oh, we yes. were at that bar. I forget the name of it now. And I remember the, the Sacramento Kings were in the playoffs and you were very nervous about it. And we oh, had a discussion about that. Yes. And I was like, the Knicks are also in the playoffs and I'm very nervous about yes. it. Yes. I believe that was the first full conversation okay. you and I had. And maybe our follow-up was this, uh, you know, sort of like side of the stage thing. Yes, I remember that as well, because I think I remember you, the first time we talked, you were like, I'm going to the game or something like that. Or I have to go home and watch the game. Sure. And I'm going to like leave early so oh, I can sure. go watch the game. And out of curiosity, I think I looked the score and they'd lost pretty bad. And so the next time I saw you, I was like, Hey man, how's it going? And you were yes. like, yeah, it was brutal. It was rough. But I do remember yes. that being on the side of UCB Franklin. Just you uh, consoling me yeah. uh, in this heartbreak. <laughs> I, th I think that makes sense. Yeah. Cause they, they definitely got the shit kicked out of them against the warriors in that last game of the, of the first round. Uh, and I'm glad we've already broken the seal on the sports talk. So yeah, yeah, we're already in it. We're in it. But Chris, um, I know you, you know, not just through the UCB theater, but you are one of the members of the Everything Now show, which it, which I've been lucky to be on twice now. Um, I could talk about it being an amazing sort of chat based uh Twitch comedy show that you all run. But what do you want to say about it? Who is Chris Chalakian? Uh, you've got the floor, my friend. Well, that's a very good uh, description of it. Very, very succinct. I, I could uh, maybe steal that. But yeah, oh, basically, yeah, basically we uh, over the last five plus years have been building this show um, to get it. To, it's it, it has sort of had different iterations over that period. And I'd say in the last couple of years, it's become what it is now, which is like over a dozen different formats that we set the the scenes in and then heavily interactive where the audience can trigger things all throughout the show that informs the improv um it's kind of like a hybrid of short form and long form mm -hmm. because it sort of lives in a long form scene but then you, they can kind of trigger short form games throughout yeah. it um and yeah, we do it four nights a week, which a lot of people say is a bad idea. It's too much. Um, <laughs> a bad and... idea only because of the time commitment, I'm sure. Yeah, it takes for yes. all four of you. And it's not like you're only doing stuff for it that night. But Rob, honestly, I would assume a good idea for growing an audience and a show, uh, especially with that consistency. Yeah, you would think you would think that would lead to some some significant audience growth. Um, perhaps soon, perhaps soon that'll happen. Um, no, but we do have we do have a very uh, great audience. We have some regulars who I think are currently watching this on Twitch. We have uh, our, our, we're very happy with with what we've developed here. Um, and yeah, that because it's four nights a week, that is uh, 
most of what I do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I'm also an improviser. My Lloyd run has tragically ended. Mm. So now I'm now I'm just a guy around town again. Um, <laughs> but I did uh, love doing that. And hopefully there will be more uh, improv in my future. Absolutely. Um, and trying to think of anything else those are the main things i okay. i uh yeah that's pretty much it awesome uh yeah i hope there's you know i'm sure there'll be more to come uh for you in some form or fashion uh but yeah odyssey not to harp on it too much but odyssey was such a great lloyd team like if for the for those fortunately a lot of this listener base is used to me talking to people about improv <laughs> and um, the fine details of how it functions in the UCB scene. So Love people that. know what probably know what Mess Hall is or Lloyd. Um, it's just always nice to see any team, regardless of like what level it has, get slapped together and seemingly, again, from an outside perspective, seemingly like really gel and have a really great time. Yeah, I mean, we we got super super lucky for one when they moved it from mess hall to lloyd there were only two lloyd teams yeah. or i think there used to be six mess hall teams so, something crazy like that yeah so we got way more attention we were on after harold so we would also be monday night we weren't anyone deeply in the lore will know that the <laughs> inner sanctum at ucb used to host the mess hall shows and it was just this cavernous space yes. that was really not conducive to improv and so we got to just perform at franklin which is like the best stage um so we got super lucky there and then i also just think we got thrown together but we all immediately like gelled pretty great yes um all really liked each other like performing with each other i also think we had a fantastic coach in james Mannion, who i will oh, shout man. out who was just so good at like making us get better at improv like he was just a very good coach you know yes. he, he knew how to keep us on track but also make sure we're having fun yeah we learned so much through that six months it was wild that's really cool um not to turn it back to sports too much but it is a, a great player or a great performer surely doesn't always make a great coach um but occasionally, whether it's sports or improv or whatever you whatever you have, music, who knows, music people, as as they're, <laughs> I think, scientifically called. Yes, um, yes, that's their title. Uh, you know, occasionally that people do make that transition really well. And so um, I don't want to say it's not it's a it's no surprise that James is a great coach, but like I'm really happy to hear it because he's such a great he is such a great improviser, period. Yeah, yeah. He's fantastic. Um He's been on everything now a couple times too now and is so so funny. I mean, uh, yeah, he's the man. Yeah. I love that guy. Um, uh, he came on here to talk about RuneScape a couple years ago. Wow. Are you aware of RuneScape? So vaguely, but it feels like the exact game that he would bring. Yes, uh, <laughs> it's it's like it it originally began as a uh really uh crude. Uh, and I say crude, not in like the content aspect, but like how awful it looked, uh, MMORPG that anybody could play in a browser. And yeah, it was some good stuff from Manian. Um, well, uh, Chris, uh, I'm sure we're going to learn more about you as we go throughout the show and talk uh, about all things uh, video games. But before we get into your general history with games, uh, would you please introduce what you've brought on for today's main event and call me by your game? 
Absolutely. So I have brought on the NHL video game series, I guess it would be called. I don't, I don't know if I'm the first guest to just go all of these games is my game, but the the differences between them are so slight that I yes. feel that they really do exist as just one game. It's not like Grand Theft Auto where you're getting these incredibly different like settings and everything. It's just like all right, it's the next season of NHL, but yes. all the operation is completely the same. So I've brought on a game I started playing, I guess, in 2002. Wow. So, yeah. So cool. I've, br- I've brought on technically like 22 games. Huge. I yeah. think <laughs> so while you aren't you are the second person to bring on a series. Uh, someone brought on The Sims as a series like <laughs> okay, yeah. three and a half years ago at this point. Shout out to Liz Adams. Uh, you are you probably have brought on the most games in that collective. 22 yeah. <laughs> compared to like four or something. Um, so uh, anyway, I'm so excited to hear from you about your time with the NHL series, you know, later in the show during the main event. Well, let's get into your history with games. Um, do you remember the first time you like took an interest in a video game or early memories of that? So I think I was I was kind of doing Twitch before Twitch and that I would watch my brother play video games. And yes. that was my main I had an old I have an older brother and he would play all these one player games. I think like Jack and Daxter was a big mm. one. He would play a lot, but also we had an N64, so he would play Super Mario 64, things like yeah. that. Uh, Banjo-Kazooie, I think, was one. And I would just sort of watch him play these games and never even attempt to play it myself. And out of, out like, of fear or... I think I was like, this is a chance to hang out with my brother. And if I start playing it, he's not going to stay and watch me play it. You know. <laughs> yes. So I was like, I would rather just hang out with him and watch him play it. And also he was much better than me at them all since he played and I didn't. So it was kind of like, why don't I just watch him play? Totally. Uh, All of this logic tracks, especially it seems like a bit of a rite of passage for a younger sibling who like likes their older sibling. Yes. Yes. And we did have some two player games. We played Mario Kart, Mario Party, the Pokemon Stadium games were big. Mm. We played a lot of the Pokemon Stadium games. Could talk about those for a while. Love them. The mini games are just a a hoot. Yes, we really would just sometimes play the mini game. You know the one, I forget if it's one or two, where you're Clefairy and you're catching the eggs. Oh, I think the eggs one is two because in the first one, Clefairy is like a teacher in a classroom. That's right. (laughs) And you have to do the like weird movements. Yeah. We used to do the eggs one. We we were both getting 100% every time, just sort of <laughs> dead-eyed, just like hitting the things back and forth. Um, but yeah, we, we had a PlayStation 2, Nintendo 64, and a Dreamcast. Oh, wow. Yes, and the Dreamcast, I remember loving. We used to play Pen Pen Racing. I don't know if you've ever heard of that game. You are telling me something. You're revealing this to me for the first time. I've never heard of it. It was basically, I don't even know, I guess it was sort of like a Mario Kart, but instead of cars, you were just like an animal and you would just Uh like slide or (laughs) run through some level. But we used to play that a ton. We played a game called Cell Damage. Um, You could really be making all these up and I would just believe you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's also like all flooding back to me right now. Just like, what else did we play? um it's gonna happen throughout the episode just I'm as sure, a heads up yeah I'm sure but 
Uh, and then, of course, the other the game I almost brought on, and and everything now regulars will know is Dynasty Warriors Three, which oh. was a game I played extensively. Wow! Never had one or two. I think we had three and five, but even five, I was like, it's it's been bastardized. It's not it's not what it should be. Which is yes, three, which was just because it's the one I had first. I was like, that's the best one totally can you um, tell me a little bit since it was one you were considering uh like talk a little bit about this game and like what you remember about playing it so i remember it was the first like game that wasn't like mario party that i played you know it was oh, the sure. first game that wasn't just like hey it's like kind of a series of video video uh mini games or it's like a racing game like there's sort of a complex uh operation going on here yes and it's about like third century feudal China and like mm -hmm. the warring kingdoms. And I didn't realize that it was based on actual history. Yes, I was yeah. just like, oh, wow, this is very weirdly detailed. And then I think in like sixth or seventh grade, we learned about it in history. And I was like, why? What? I know all of this already. That's crazy. <laughs> and I was like, it was like the best test scores I ever got. Because I yeah. was just like, I kind of have been learning about this for like five years without yeah. realizing it. So is the next um, curriculum going to be on uh, Clefairy? Because yeah, yeah, I think yeah, I'd do yeah. really well. <laughs> yeah. Is that actually a real thing somewhere? Because I would kill that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was playing that one. That was probably the first like longer form video game I played sure. alone. And I would get really into that. Do you, uh, um, you know Sam D from uh, Headbutt? Yeah. I don't think I've met him, but I yes. know of him from watching well, if you ever if you meet and you are feeling, you know, confident enough to bring up uh video games, Sam is a big Dynasty Warriors fan. Likes he's number four, so you guys could kind of be oh, a great pair of three and four. Yeah. Cause I had three and five, so I actually missed four. I wonder yeah. if four was the secret best one. I think Sam might just be your missing puzzle piece of that information. Wow. Okay. There's Sorry also part of me that's, you on that. <laughs> no, no, no. There's part of me that's like, I should stay away from Dynasty Warriors because yeah. I'll never, if I get into it, I'll never come out of it, mm -hmm. you know? For um, sure. But I'll definitely talk to him about that. Very few people know about Dynasty Warriors in yes. my experience. Um, but yeah, that was like the PlayStation 2 game I played all the time. Um, and then, of course, this is all secondary to the NHL games, which oh, I've of played. course, yes. And then in, well, just in assume high that's school, going on this whole time. Yeah, yeah. And in high school, my friends all played FIFA. So we mm. would play FIFA together, but they were all way better at it than me. So I was always like, when we would play 2v2, it was like, which of you is the best? I'll be on your team. I'll just kind of pass it to you and like let you cook because, you know, I'm playing the other game. Um, but I went to, I, I mentioned this just uh, so briefly before yes. we started, but I went to an international school growing up. So all of my friends loved soccer. Mm -hmm. They were all huge. Like they all had a premier league team and every Monday we'd come into school and they'd all be bullying each other about whose team beat the other team. And the world cup got like so heated at our school because there was like <laughs> actual alliances being formed. Yes. Um, but uh, that made it so that I really uh, never watched baseball or football. And yeah. so when I got to college, it really left me behind where mm -hmm. anytime I would meet someone who knew sports, they would be like, so what's your favorite football team? And I was like, oh, I, do I don't actually. And 
coming from New York, baseball and football, there's two teams for each. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't really have an allegiance to like you know i like all four of them really and that makes sure. people so upset oh They're of like, course you yes and not equally like the yankees and the mets that's just not allowed yes and so that was always a tough conversation to to broach i bet yeah you're like um is there any chance you're asking about the original football yeah because uh, <laughs> yeah. i could maybe talk about that yeah Do um, you want to talk about liverpool because i will meet you there we don't have to dive into this too much but and it's possible you've told me before but did you grow up on the east coast i know you lived in new york for a little while i grew up in new york yeah okay, i actually gotcha. grew up right next to madison square garden like a couple Whoa. blocks away yeah so Whenever I did get to go to a Rangers game or a very occasional Knicks game, you would we would just like walk over during the national anthem and like get in right at the puck drop, which was amazing. Wow, um, that's great. Yeah. Also, not related to video games, to go back to the improv, UCB Chelsea. I was basically the midpoint between Madison Square Garden and UCB Chelsea. Wow. And so I was so, so close to UCB and I never went once. And I had an older <laughs> sister who's like nine years older than me. And she was going since like 2004, like wow. some incredible people were performing at that time, you know? And mm. she was always like to be my brother, like you two should really come. And I was like, that looks dumb. I'm not interested. Stupid name. Don't care. And then I got to college and I was like, Oh no, I think this is my entire thing. I think yes. this is my whole deal. Hey, you know what? Sometimes you just got to be the person to make the choice to do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can't be forced into it. I like my mom made me do a musical when I was growing up. I did like some church plays a little bit. Interesting. Um, but then she was like, "I really think you should audition for like the the city's like children's musical," and I didn't want to do it. The only reason I did it was because my best friend's mom was making him do it, so at least we had each other. Um, yeah. But I didn't want anything to do with it. I did it one year, was gone. And here I am also like, you know, an actor and a performer. And they're like, well, what if I would have done that? Uh, yeah, we had a musical every year that I never even auditioned for once. I was yes. like, there's no way I'll do that. And then in high school, I took drama because I like didn't want to take computer science. And for sure. some reason, you could like take drama instead of computer science. Um and me and a friend performed Who's On First, the Abbott and Costello's thing. <laughs> and we killed. I, I think also because we were at an international school, so it was a lot of, like, uh, immigrant parents or, like, first generation who, like, loved the the language game of it. Oh, you sure, know? yes. So it was just, like, crushing in the room. And after I was like, wow, do I want to, do I actually love this the whole time? Like, was yes. that the thing? Yeah. Totally. I love it too. And it's like being like, do I love it? Like recreating a long time, uh, one of those popular sketches, I guess, ever. <laughs> but still, that's that is fun and, and really cool. Thank you. I, I love like diving into a little bit more of like where people are from and like those details. So feel free to share them whenever you'd like. Um, yeah, yeah. So to get us a little back on track of the, the game stuff, one question I have for you is that were games primarily something that like you, played not out of convenience but out of proximity or did you ever have like a console or a game boy or something that was like this is mine i don't think i had anything like i think we had a psp and mm. most of the video my brother and i had a good amount of video games but we would it was like we shared them all you yeah. know so it was like we had one psp 
I think we had a Game Boy Advance at one point. Mm-hmm. We definitely had Game Boys and we would play Pokemon, uh, whatever those the early Pokemon yes. were on our Game Boys. Um, but I don't think we ever got to the point of like DS or things like that. Sure. But I don't think I, ha- I will, I will say that maybe my brother played NHL a bit, but mm-hmm. NHL was definitely like my thing. Okay. That was the thing I singularly was interested in and doing it all the time. And he would want to buy, like we would go to GameStop and we were probably getting five games a year or something. Yeah. I think four of them were his picks. And then I would be <laughs> like, just whatever the NHL game is, that's what I want. Yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, I was just kind of curious about that. Um, now, uh, I would like to know, there's a couple more questions I have about your history as well. Um, and I guess the the first one is, uh, do you still play video games outside of the NHL series? And if it's not something that like you have, do you ever play with friends? I don't really play games anymore. I think because last year I moved out of the place that my friend's xbox was in oh and now i am currently without a console Mm. i also find that i i have gotten extremely busy in a good way yeah and it's the way i play video games is so unproductive (laughs) and so I don't think it's even meditative for me. I don't think it's like a de-stressor. <laughs> like when you, when I, I'll explain how I play NHL and you'll see what I mean. Yes. But there's something about it that I think I was like, I shouldn't do this often. Sure. Um, and then the other issue I have is like my friends who do play video games are so much better at all of them. Than mm-hmm. me. So like when I go back home and visit my friends in New York, they're still all playing FIFA but they've been playing nonstop since we were in high school. And I, it's just like, I am just wasting their time by joining yeah. in the game. You know, it's just yeah. like, no one wants me playing it. Yes. Catching um, up is not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you guys are doing this every day. So I've been left behind and that's okay. Yes. We'll hang out in other ways. Totally. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay, cool. Uh, I was just kind of curious. That's, that's always like I, people. It's fun to have all walks of gamer. Uh, on this show uh whether it's someone like me who has like made it a fraction of their personality uh, <laughs> or someone like you has maybe played like a little more casually throughout your life or um when something's been around um that being said uh i think the last question i have for you is um has is there a game or or two it's up to you that you haven't highlighted from your history uh, that you'd like to shout out before we move on? Mm, let me think. And I'll also say, I really don't think I am a gamer. I really, uh, again, people who watch the show will know that when people reference video games on the show, I'm often like, what, what's going on? What are we talking about? Yes, yeah. Um, I think Rocky recently played a Sims character and he was doing the Sims talk. Oh, and sure. I was like, why is he talking like that? What's going on? And they were yeah. all like, are you kidding? Like, you don't understand this reference. <laughs> um, but in terms of a game, I forgot to shout out. Uh, let's see. We had FIFA. We had uh, Dynasty Warriors. Uh-huh. Was the big one. Oh, I really loved uh, the Sonic games. Okay. And which was Dreamcast. Yes. And in particular, Sonic did their own version of Mario Party. It was 
nearly a one for one. Yes. Um, and I loved that game. I used Gosh. to play it. That was the one like my brother would want to play Mario Party and I would be like, I want to play the Sonic one instead. I had someone on last year to talk about it. I'm looking it up right now because I can't remember the the name of it. Yeah, I also can't remember it. Sonic Shuffle. Sonic Shuffle. Yes. yes. And there were like these cards. It was it was honestly in hindsight, like Mario Party had the better system because it was like more complicated <laughs> there was like a lot of things that could constantly be changing and yes. like i think the later mario parties ended up being like that mm -hmm. but it was i did love sonic shuffle yes uh such a we did uh as a part of our our games club that i was talking about that at the top of the show in my intro we we used to basically cover like uh two games a month just as like an overview episode um what we do now is we play through a game over like a quarter of a year. So it's more of like a book club format. Last year, in quarter three, we were doing uh, – we we did Sonic Adventure for the Dreamcast. Yes. Uh, and so as – we did some like uh, tertiary or like uh, related Sonic content during that time. But it was perfect timing that I had someone come on to talk about Shuffle because it, it was – it's also from the same era – it's weird, but like I was fascinated by what I saw from this game. Yeah, it is very. It is. It does feel like a like a like a dark universe Mario Party almost. Yeah. You know, like you're they're having a bad dream where you're playing Mario Party, totally. and it's that. Mm -hmm. Um, but I really, oh man, I love that one. It uh, it's it's some it's a absolute like curiosity that I have about it that I I don't know if I'll ever play it, but boy, if I do, uh, I'm gonna. I'm going to feel pretty good about it. Um, <laughs> well, uh, Chris, thank you so much for diving into a little bit of your history uh, with video games. You know, in this first part of the show, uh, we're going to go ahead and, and take a, a quick break. And then when we come back, we'll talk about uh, all things the NHL series. So I'll see you on the other side. Love it. See you soon. Greetings, Commander Connor. And I'm Otacon. We are here to spread the news about our Mass Effect Games Club on Patreon.com slash SuperNPCRadio. Whether you're Aquarian, Solarian, or Vegetarian, you can play along with the show as we cruise through Mass Effect 1 and discuss our journey on a new podcast episode every Friday. You can listen to the entire thing by supporting us at the $5 DJ Toad tier and above at Patreon.com slash SuperNPCRadio. Call me a Paragon or Renegade if you're nasty. Hey guys, look, here comes Garrus. He's so hot. Why don't you try and romance him? Here he comes now. Hello, humans. Something smells a little funny. It's piss. I'm sorry. Yuck. Well, Otacon, it was worth a shot. Who could have predicted that? Check out the Mass Effect Games Club over at patreon.com slash supernpcradio. Welcome back to Call Me By Your Game. Uh, I'm still here. It's your host, Connor McCabe, with Chris Chalakian. Chris, hello. Hello. And finally, we're here at the main event, the main course, where we hear from our guest about the game that he's brought on today. Um, today, uh, as we've already discussed, we're going to be talking about the NHL series as a whole. 
Uh, and and Chris, like I told you before the show, I'm going to do a little table setting right now, just telling the guests uh, about the series in general. Um, so if there's stuff you want to add or important things that we should share, or if you're like Connor, ah, uh, 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 that's incorrect. Like you got the green light to dive in at any time. All right. Good to know. Uh, but, but other than that, I'll probably, I'm just going to be reading from Wikipedia. So here, okay, we, <laughs> so here we go. Uh, NHL. And I want to get your confirmation on, on this. Colloquially known as Chell. I've heard that in recent years. Cause because <laughs> now there's a there's a culture of people who don't watch hockey, but they play NHL. Cause I yes. guess the, the the gameplay part is fun. So mm-hmm. it's now Chell and cool, cool guys, unlike myself, will play the game. I play it differently. We'll get to that. But yes, I've yes. heard it's called Chell. Well, I'm. Uh, I was very curious about that, and as I was reading it, I ca- I started to include it in like promotional, uh, stuff. Like I think in a tweet I sent out earlier, and uh, I was like, I don't know, Chris. Chris is going to tell me what how the, how this feels. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, this series is a professional ice hockey simulation series of video games developed by EA Vancouver and published yearly by Electronic Arts under the EA Sports brand. The game is developed under license from the NHL as well, which uh, enables the use of the league's team name stadiums and colors in the game, uh, which has not always been the case for the series. I, I did a little research today. Um, there's not a ton of like just people who've dedicated, you know, a whole YouTube video to the history of the NHL series. <laughs> um, that being said, I did find one that was uh, that was super helpful that like I'm going to look it up just so I can actually shout that creator out in a little bit. Um, but, uh, in, uh, there, there's been changes throughout the series as well. Chris, you were talking earlier about how, like, sometimes they are very granular and then, um, I'm sure that they've been over the years though, if you, you know, zoomed out, you could see the bigger changes, uh, that have been made. Um, but, uh, is there anything like about the series or the journey that you want to share context wise before we get into your personal history? Yeah, I mean, to the point you were just saying, I think uh, there's there's the licensing agreement. I'm, you know, there's like a lot of leagues the prospects come out of, and I think they don't have the rights to all of those leagues. Like they, oh, sure. I think they don't have the rights to the college hockey players. So mm-hmm. like, that you, you you don't have them. And then I think there was like a couple other leagues. But historically, what's interesting is in the 90s, it was, it, you know, it looked like an arcade game. It, it, you know, you could barely see anyone's face and it was just yes. like push this button to shoot. And then in like the late 90s, early 2000s, they really pivoted to being like, this is the game you can beat someone up in. Yes. And so <laughs> it, it, they started doing three on three, even though hockey is five on five. And most of the game was like, like half the controller was just like, this is how you hit and fight. Like those were like two huge aspects of it. And you used to like, if you scored three goals, which is a hat trick, you would like your, your player would light on fire. And then like the rest of the game, they would like be on fire, like physically on fire. Yes. But it was like a good thing. And the, the early two thousands, when I started playing, it was very much just like, all the announcer canned lines were just like, oh, he looks so hurt with how hard that hit, you know, like he rocked him just now. And then as fighting and hitting, people were like, this is probably like not good for the players and their head, you know, like the league has kind of started to 
to move away from that. So the games have also kind of started to move away from that. Yes. Where I think you can still fight, but they make it very like different than it was. And now yes. it's they're focusing way more on like gameplay gotcha. um, and graphics and things like that. But also the thing with NHL is they pretty much just take a, the NBA games from two years prior and mm -hmm. copy those basically because they can't keep up with NBA because they're not as popular of a league. So they're like, what did NBA 2020 have? We'll take that. Oh, for the sure. New game. Like a player mode or something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's I... always like the NBA game will create the thing and then I'll wait for two years and then the NHL will have a slightly ver worse version of it in theirs. Yes. Yeah. There's definitely like doing a little research today and being pretty familiar with uh, a few sports series. Um, it was just interesting to see like how what parallels there were or how did the series seem to differ over the years? But yeah, like you were saying, kind of this is one thing that I don't know. Who knows if we'll get into this in your personal sharing moment. Um, but I know that there are a lot of fans of current sports franchises, like long running ones as well, whether it's NBA 2K or Madden, that it's become very cynical from like the developer side of just what these games have tended to look like. It's it's not that they're necessarily bad now, but like, and it could be nostalgia glasses that we look back on our era of sports games and are like, that was the best. Kind of like sports in general, but there does seem to be like a lot of features that are not present anymore in some games. And Well, you, you might actually know better than me about this. This is my so barely educated hypothesis but like one thing i notice as like a, a novice video game player mm -hmm. is if i'm playing nintendo 64 i'm going from hitting the thing to turn the game to turn the console on to gameplay within about 25 to 30 seconds sure whereas if i'm turning on a xbox 360 it's going to be like eight minutes until i'm playing the game because there's so many things that have to open mm -hmm. and i think it's because of like the online connection oh sure mm -hmm. which when i was playing nhl 2010 or whatever that just like if it existed i didn't i was not aware of it at all it was yes. so minuscule but i think now that there is the like online you can do like these patch updates and stuff mm -hmm. And am I right in that, like, when most video games are released now, they're, like, not done yet, but they're, like, we'll get the rest of it going? Your perception is pretty accurate. Um, and it's sometimes it's not, like, an intentional thing. That's uh, just, like, oh, because the game is so big or there's so many branching paths, we couldn't test all of this, so we'll continue to update it. And then there's some very like cynical versions of like there's a game maybe you've heard of cyberpunk 2077 when that game released it. it was in, it was a disaster and there's just no way the developers didn't know that that's <laughs> how it was going to look but to to your original point uh yeah quite often like it's just kind of understood that a game is going to get patched um as you know months years into a release for sure yeah which is crazy to me i mm -hmm. I'm so shocked that that's like a thing. Everyone just goes like, yeah, I, I, there was some hubbub. I don't have NHL 24, but everyone was so furious when that came out because they yeah. were just like 60% of the game is non-functioning. You know, yes. it's just like, 
they barely changed anything and mm-hmm. yet 60% of the game is non-functioning. Yeah. And then the I think EA was like, yeah, we don't have like the man power to like make the game but it's just like well how do you have yeah. that how why do you release the game that i don't know I, it's to me I, it's like i think about when i was a kid and i played pokemon or whatever and it was yeah. like the game was done once mm-hmm. i got it like i had the game and it was finished yeah and i think now the video game industry is like you can kind of get away with half finished and still put it out yeah there's like i think because this is something I've learned just a little bit more about in the last six months specifically, um, there's definitely like I understand why that happens more in today's today's games, uh, and it's not like the worst thing in the world. But there are because games are just so much more extravagant and detailed, yeah. and there's so much more that goes into them than they did when when we were growing up. But studios will definitely. Uh, or publishers especially like ea ea is known for being like one of the worst companies in the world and and whatnot surprise uh, me yeah and a lot of people are like if they're french if they're like studio a studio of a game they make gets bought by ea people are fearful or upset um but um to sort of finish off that point for myself at least uh studios will take advantage of that or be like ah we can just release the half-made game or a game that's obviously has errors that shouldn't people shouldn't be paying for but yeah it's too bad um uh but yeah so i think we the way we got down that i was just asking you if there were other details to include about the series oh yeah Uh, yeah i think the only thing is in my memory i had nh and i i think nhl hits was like a sub game yes it was yes but i remember that being the much more popular one this Mm -hmm. one we had and then they came out in I think two thousand four or five with NHL Hits Pro, oh. which was like bridging the two. And it kind of like from that point, if they kept making NHL hits, I was not aware of it. And it really became like this is the the standard way we play. It's five on five. It's all hmm. this. And what really got robust and built out was the 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 manager aspects of the yes. game. And once we get into how I play it, Ooh. it is almost into- my my old roommates used to say I was playing menus because <laughs> I would spend yes hours at a time just being the general manager. Yeah. So as that built out, that was when I really got hooked. Cool. Well, that's awesome. I mean, I feel like this is a great time to sort of transition into that. I the last thing I want to say is that the uh the the YouTube creator of the video that I was referencing where I I did learn about a little bit more about the NHL series. Well, this, the video is titled The Fall of EA's NHL Series. What happened? And it's by Soft Drink TV. I thought it was, at least to someone from the outside, pretty informative video worth watching. I'm going to watch um, that. Uh, but yeah, let's get into your uh, history with it. Uh, I would like to start, though, with when you first entered the series. Yes. So uh, what I believe is important background to this is a question I'm asked all the time when I try to talk about hockey, which is why do you like hockey? What, <laughs> what is going on there? Um, Are you okay? Yeah. Like why this? And then you don't like the other sport. Like it's so you, if someone likes hockey and they're American, it's usually because like, they're so maxed out on baseball, football, and basketball. They're like, I'll add this one into the mix. Yeah. But that this is like kind of my exclusive sport. And the reason is I, I like a little bit of soccer and basketball, but this one, lives way above the rest 
my mom in the 80s uh works in fashion oh and she's working for this jeans company sasson jeans and her first project like her boss gives her this huge uh campaign when she's like 24 or something like super young gets like a big big campaign and goes to the rangers and has them promote sasson jeans and you can still find this commercial to this day where four pretty, pretty good Ranger players are skating around the ice in blue jeans, singing a song about blue jeans. <laughs> uh, as you can imagine, that that was not well received by the rest of the league. <laughs> and they were already kind of seen as like the metropolitan pretty boys, sure, you know, yes. elitist. And hockey was the most violent at that point in time. And mm. I really think that commercial led to the Rangers getting their ass kicked more than every other team. Yes. For about 10 years. That's um, it's so it's this is kind of like the call is coming from within inside the house uh, scenario where it's like you're a Rangers fan and. Could your mom have been responsible for paying you? Did she put our franchise back? Yes. Uh, But in doing that, she started hanging out with all the Rangers players and actually briefly dated one guy on the team. Wow. Um, So uh, my mom had been a Rangers fan for years and years. And then she met my dad. And my dad is an immigrant from Lebanon. Hmm. and when he came to the states she was like oh you know i have friends on the team they get us tickets like let's go and he was just blown away by the concept of hockey he was just like they're all on ice they're beating the shit out of each other (laughs) it's moving so fast like what the hell is this and so he really became the torchbearer of hockey and was super into it the rangers won the cup in 1994 which was like they hadn't won since 1940 so oh, it was wow. like this huge thing. Um, so when I was born in 1995, it was like a good time to be a Rangers fan. There's even like an ESPN article from 1994 that is like, is hockey about to pass basketball in popularity? Which oh, is so funny to think about yes. in today's society of like, <laughs> there was a time where they were like, is everyone going to start liking hockey more than basketball? That's but, so funny. Yeah, that was like the the kind of like place I was born into of both my parents liked hockey through a weird uh potentially diabolical campaign ad. Yes. And uh you can still find the video on YouTube. It it's you should link to it in the show notes because like, it is one hundred percent will. Uh whether you is, or I find it, like we've yeah. I this needs to be some this is great context for this episode (laughs) yeah um so yeah from like from like four or five years old i'm super obsessed with the rangers and oh my god there's a video game where i can be the rangers this is awesome so found it immediately by the way yeah 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 it's (laughs) it's infamous um so i am like oh this is perfect i this is a video game where i can be the rangers which is to me when i was seven they were my whole honestly 
probably still are a huge amount of my deal now but yeah. <laughs> when i was seven you have even less going on you're just like every night was just like is there a ranger game tonight when is the next rangers game yes um you know their starting lineup and and like yeah. years of it absolutely and that in particular uh my parents wouldn't let me play <clears throat> because mm. my older siblings had a tendency to quit on things very easily um so by the time i got around my parents just kind of assumed i would quit at oh, things sure which uh kind of sucked because they were <laughs> like you're just not gonna do things because we don't think you'll follow through on them and i was like give me a chance to quit at least <laughs> um but so they didn't let me play hot and they were probably also like i don't want to get up this early and watch you get your head caved in yes <laughs> so, for sure yeah um <laughs> And uh, so I, I like didn't get to play it really, mm. which just made me more kind of like consumed by the managerial aspects of the sport. So I was always looking at the roster. I was always looking at the trades we were making, the signings, the, the records from the team. So as the management side of the game developed, I was like really moving into that. And I was sure. like, Oh, this is, I just want to be doing, I, I would play the gameplay part, but I was like, I, I'm going to do this just so my team wins. Cause we need to win for our off season to go well. And then I'll really get into the off season. Totally. But that was what, what it was all about. But that's a long, long way of saying, I think I started in about 2002 was my first NHL video game. Okay. Gotcha. That's, that's very fun. Um, Was this, do you remember like how long you were sticking with it for? Like, was it year in and year out something you were going back to or trying new ones or going back to old ones? Yes. I think it probably ebbed and flowed a bit um, for like my dynasty warriors era, probably. You oh, know, gotcha. Yes. That down a little bit. When my friends and I would all play FIFA in high school, I was probably playing less because I was like, I'm kind of getting my video game fixed from this. Mm -hmm. But then um, when I was very young a lot, and then a thing happened where in college, I my my roommate had a video game console. So I bought NHL on it. And I had a thing where I was like, I'll buy it every two years. Because if sure. I play a one-year-old one, it's not that different like you know the teams are a little off but whatever and the way i would play it is i would not play it for months at a time and then i would spend like three consecutive days playing it like <laughs> really binge yeah like really like morning to night go to bed wake up and just like immediately go back into the living room and play and then i would be like all right i got that out of my system yes. don't need to play that again for three four months and then I would sort of repeat the cycle. Um, and then when like, it definitely coincided with like maybe depressive periods I would have, I would be like, <laughs> oh, maybe this three days is stretching a little longer. Sure. It's going to be, yeah. Um, and now now I don't have a console and I can't play it. And honestly, I, I, I fiend for it sometimes, but I think it's probably for the best that I don't have those four day dark periods where I'm, just you can't reach me because i'm yes. just i'm in the year 2039 <laughs> as a general manager just like making very crucial roster decisions yeah with like a team. team that is completely computer generated at that yes, point because yeah. it's so far in the future that like none of the guys are still in the league 
Yeah, there's no um, actual like uh player pictures. It's just all the avatars. Yes, in their headshots exactly. or whatever. Yeah, I would get to there a lot. And the other on the thing of like the updates and the game not working, I would notice that like once you got like 12, 13 years into the future, the game would kind of just break because they were just like, no one's gonna get this far. Like yeah. no one's gonna go to this point. And little did they know that I would do it in a weekend, basically. Yes. Um, you bringing up the uh the like weekend or three or four day like binge periods uh sometimes i wonder it like just if i don't think there's a right or wrong way to do it i i think what i'm trying i'm getting at here very slowly (laughs) is that (laughs) i wonder sometimes would that be healthier if that were my relationship with video games if i just like got it out of my system and then had more time for other things or is it better that I like am always playing games, but spacing it out over smaller chunks? It's, I don't know if there's an answer to it. I don't know. I think it's sort of like, there's an interesting parallel with like addiction there. Where is it like, is it better to have binge weekends? Yes. Or to kind of be drinking all the time or to be a functioning alcoholic. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, (laughs) they're both not good. I think like the way to do it is to like have a moderate relationship with it. Yes. Um, which maybe you do have. I think you can play video games more than you can drink alcohol before it becomes a problem, I think. That's true, yeah. You don't start noticing those dependencies as much or how it makes your body feel. Well, it's almost, <laughs> depends on how much you play. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I was really hoping we would get into this, uh, you know, this sort of <laughs> clinical look at uh, yeah. addiction in this. No, episode. I came on as an intervention for you, actually. Uh, your your friends asked me to. <laughs> I thought so. And no wonder everyone in the chat saying, look in the mirror, Connor. Um, that's fun. Do you, you know, obviously this is, you know, a, something that you have done with the game a number of times if, from all accounts. Uh do you have like a most memorable seat? Like I almost said season, like, a, but when I say season to us, that might mean like a season of the hockey team that you're playing a, more of a period. Has there been like a period that's most memorable or you were most into it? Uh, pandemic. Oh, of course. Yeah. The, like the, the first six months of the pandemic, I was productive. I was like, this will be over. Well, soon. the first six. Yeah, I really I really lasted a while in that. I remember the first two months of the pandemic in particular feeling like everyone's freaking out and I feel fine. I'm not so worried because <laughs> um, like I'm anxious all the time. So now there and I'm like, I've already been here. Like the this playing is fine. field's been even. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, it's fine. It's going to work out. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of projects I can keep myself busy with. The government's literally sending me money to stay home, which is awesome. Yeah. And then by around month six, I was like, is this, will this ever end? Is yeah. there a point when the, and I started to kind of go crazy. And that's when I truly just started playing that game all the time, every day hours and hours at a time yes and and the way i because i play the manager mode almost exclusively i would like i like had like little pieces of paper that i would be like writing down my like lineups in i had like trade target because the game should have had those aspects sure. but it was so bad that i was like doing my own patch updates to the game just like analog i was just like yeah. all right well i'll create like a watch list for my trade you know and like i'll create like a what my prospect pool looks like and everything yes um 
And I would get so into that element of it. And then my, my roommates would come down and they're like, it's still just the like, you're never playing the game. And I was like, I'm telling you, I am playing the game. I'm playing the best part of the game yes. right now by looking at all these menus all day. Like I'm doing the legwork so I can actually enjoy this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've won, I've won five Stanley cups today. So I'm having a great time. I'm yeah. really enjoying myself. And you don't get that by not doing the work guys. Yeah, uh, exactly. That's that's so great. There's like versions of I don't know if there's a hockey version of this style of game, but there's one baseball series called Out of the Park Baseball where there is no and there's probably more than this one. There's no baseball gameplay. It's truly just like manager style gameplay where you're doing the sort of things that you're doing in NHL. And maybe it's yeah, I, it doesn't exist for hockey. It's probably healthy for well, I know there's like a Steam game that is like NHL manager because the the everything oh. now fans have pointed it towards me, but I'm like that's again where I'm like, it would be very dangerous for me to get that yes. game. Like it could it could really put me back on a lot of projects I'm working on. Totally. Um and I know that a lot of my friends play the soccer manager game. Sure. I forgot the name of it, but there's like a very notable one for there. Gotcha. Um but yeah, I think there is a Steam game of just straight manager mode, and every every day is a battle to not get it. <laughs> <laughs> just slowly reaching towards your mouse, your mouse uh, yeah. and keyboard. Uh, no, I shouldn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, not to keep getting into the specifics too much, but um, when I think back to sports games that I've played, occasionally, sometimes it all just runs together. Sometimes, though, I can remember like a standout season or team that I had. Do any of those come to mind for your gameplay or is it more just like a like a collage? It, it kind of it kind of is the latter because I play I go so quickly yeah. where I will do like 15 years in like a weekend. So I have so many. And yeah, like, that's true. I was constantly, I got so burnt out on being the Rangers that I was like every team in the league at certain <laughs> point, you know, like I was just going through all of them. Yeah. I do remember an older game must've been 2010 or 2011. Cause I was like in middle school. So maybe even earlier where there was no salary cap or something oh. <laughs> like they hadn't figured that out. And I remember like through like trades that were deemed fair or whatever, I like created this team of just all the best players in the game. You know, yeah, like I just made this team that was every single player above 88 overall or whatever. Yeah. And I remember just like the pride of just like, wow, I actually made the super team. And yep. then uh, we won every single game all the time. And it got boring because I was like, oh, they're just too good. They've broken the game. Of course, it's yeah. it's something that I liked to do as a kid as well with certain like I think of baseball games in particular. Um, I like to do that. And then uh, I would get so good at the games that it that the challenge was. And when you're playing with players like that, the challenge goes away. So now like a series that I still revisit it almost every year is the backyard baseball series, like the children's oh, yeah. point and click baseball games. I remember uh, that one talked about it a bunch on this show but when i play those games now i pick like shitty teams intentionally because that's how i give myself a challenge uh, yeah 
This I was really... doing that when I moved on from the Rangers. I was like, who, who's the worst team right now? Who yeah. has the least prospects, the shittiest situation? Let me see yes. if I can do that with them. You're just like uh, the Billy Bean of, of <laughs> hockey, uh, moneyballing your way to like Rangers glory. Absolutely. And that was an issue I had. I would try to play NBA because my brother is much more of a Knicks fan and he would play the NBA games and uh, similarly would do the the manager style stuff. And uh, it was so hard because they have like the luxury tax and like, yeah, there's like a trade exemption. Like every time I see a trade in basketball, I can't even I feel like I'm reading like very complex math theory. You know, I'm yes. like, I don't know what half these words are. Yeah. All these players are going are in the trade, but like going to a different team, not related to this trade somehow. Yeah. Half the players contracts are invalid now somehow. Like it's so complex. And in hockey, they are just like hard cap of very little money. I think the salary cap this year is $83 million, which yeah. is like nothing compared to the NBA. And it's just like, you can't spend above that end of story. And yeah. So you're just like, okay, this is very simple. I have my players, I have their salaries, I have to move these around yeah. to get equal numbers here. I could definitely, that makes so much sense on how that's uh, a much more, uh, not gentle, but like uh, for, forgiving, there's a word I'm missing, but like an entry point that is easy to get into as opposed to like what you're talking about. with Like, like I'm an NBA fan and I don't understand almost all of it. Like I don't. Yeah. Get I it. can't keep up. And then there with like the pick swaps. Like I, I remember I was trying to like play that game and I was I couldn't complete a single trade because yeah. it was just so complicated. <laughs> or I would like completely lose the trade. I would end up getting so frustrated that I would trade like like my starting power forward for like a second round pick and a bench player. And I was like, why did I do that? This is yeah. the only one they accepted, but why did I do that? Yeah. Uh just a lesson that uh that those aren't for you. Uh yeah. we'll stick with hockey. Um exactly. uh, we've we've talked so much you know, a really good amount about like the game and like the way you play it as well. Uh whether it's a uh specific time, kind of like the pandemic era you were referring to, or another significant moment you've had with the game, uh can you take me back a little bit to like what you were you had going on or where you were playing this game and like what those rooms looked like mm, i used to play so my brother and i had uh rooms that were opposite to each other and we actually both had these weird sliding plastic doors that had <laughs> no no soundproofing whatsoever <laughs> it was awful and so our our bedrooms were like 10 feet away or 20 feet away from each other and you could just it was basically like sleeping in the same room but just yes. like with these weird plastic i think it had used to been like an office space or something oh, that sure. we converted into a loft um but in between those two awful doors we had like our video game set up which okay. was like this one junky like tv stand type thing all four three of our consoles and then like a crappy old tv and then this like really dirty old brown couch <laughs> <laughs> that would fold out into a, a bed for when either of us had friends over and i would say i logged most of my video game hours especially pre-pandemic in that like area between our two rooms um and just you know 
I remember spring breaks where it would just be like, wake up, walk two steps out of my bedroom, <laughs> set up there for the day, you know, watch Nat play, uh, you know, Super Mario 64 for yeah. 10 hours. Um, but that was really like, in hindsight, that was like a nice, that was sort of our area in the house yeah. where like no one else had to be there because it was our bedrooms or the video games. Totally. Um, so we would, we would spend a ton of time there. That's cool. And then that also was the place where my brother would, uh, there was a carpet uh, between the couch and the TV and the TV. And my brother would often hand me oven mitts and say, we're going to box, which was just him. <laughs> Just him wailing, wailing on me as like a six year old, and oh he's like God. ten. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to box, and he's like, No, no, it'll be fun. No, and this game's just, making me mad, bro. We're yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, can I just watch you play Sonic or something? I don't yeah. want to do that. But that's Gosh. older brothers. The price of being a younger sibling and like what it costs to spend time with <laughs> those that came before us. I, I am an older sibling only i guess the way i could have said that is i'm like the oldest of two <laughs> i could have made that a little <laughs> easier to digest but my best friend growing up his older brothers were like my older brothers and they were very similar to what you're describing like i liked them and thought they were cool uh but there was a lot of like it was just a lot of pain that you paid for yeah uh, yeah. whether it be insults or whatever, but I still wanted to hang out with them. Um, I know it is a very insane dynamic. Yeah. I remember also my brother, we used to take the school bus home together. And my brother was like a, a real uh, juvenile delinquent. And <laughs> he would always do all this shit on the bus that I thought was so funny and cool as like a first grader. Yes. And I would, come home and at dinner i would tell my parents like here's this cool thing that did on the bus <laughs> and he would get in trouble so he yeah. like stopped talking to me for a couple years because oh my he was gosh like, that hurts yeah he was like this guy is like gonna get me in trouble even though i was just like you're awesome man what yeah. you're doing so cool and i didn't realize it was wrong you think you're like regaling his like yeah. glory <laughs> and you're really just like uh giving the evidence uh to your parents yeah. That's so funny. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, well, Chris, I feel like we've gotten to talk about so much great stuff here, both when it comes to the game and the context from your life, you know, different periods of your life uh, since it's had such a lengthy time with you. Uh, but I did want to give you a second. Like, is there anything you haven't gotten to share about this game series or, you know, your life from playing it? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure this is not unique to this game in that a lot of these games that people come on to talk to you about, I'm sure they've played since they were four years old and into adulthood. Often know? it is like a, a game from that era. Yeah. So, but it is still, and I get, and I'll just probably echo a sentiment that's already been expressed. It's very cool to like have that thing that as you have moved through time, even though the graphics change or whatever, like it's been this thing following yeah. me the whole way. And I think probably even outside video games, like just sports in general kind of has that effect in a cool way where you're like, I remember every season of this team. I feel so bound to the New York Rangers now mm -hmm. in a way that is almost outside of my control. Yes. Where it's just like for the rest of my life, I'm going to be so 
invested in this team's success. Yeah. Like there's just nothing that will break that for me anymore because mm-hmm. it's so ingrained in me. Um, so it is cool to have this like, uh, pillar, you know, yeah. throughout my life where it's like I can reference this thing. Um, in terms of other stuff I wanted to share, you know, I have a chip on my shoulder where everyone thinks it's weird that I play the menus part exclusively. And I think it's normal and cool. (laughs) And there are Twitch streamers who just play the menu part exclusively. Obviously not a lot for NHL, but there are, I've seen them. There are dozens of you. Yeah. There are dozens of, maybe (laughs) not even dozens. There's maybe a dozen of us. Um, But I will, I will go to my grave and saying I have the better, I play it the better way. I yes. play it the more fun way where you get to just you you have this sort of godlike reality over the game mm-hmm. and you get to live years at a time. Every time I try to play, like I'll do the be a pro version, you know, and it's so boring to me. Yeah. And especially boring in hockey. It's it's so funny how bad it is for hockey because <laughs> in hockey, you play like 60 seconds at a time, you know, like in hockey, you're rolling four lines throughout the game. It's not like yeah. basketball where the starters are playing 42 minutes of the game and you briefly come out and come back in. In hockey, if you're a forward and you're a top-line forward, you're playing a third of the game. Mm-hmm. So most of the game is like for 40 seconds, you skate around and then you go back to the bench and then you have to like simulate two minutes and then yes. you come back out for 40 seconds. It's so bad. It's like comically bad. Um <laughs> So I was I would would try that and just get so bored. You have to play all 82 games in the year. Mm-hmm. It was just so boring. This way is so much better. I can just be like, all right, team looking pretty good. Simulate the entire year in one sitting. All right, we didn't make the playoffs. Time to reevaluate. What do I do now? I'm going to yes. trade all these people away. Do the draft. There's seven rounds in the NHL draft, so it's like longer. Oh wow it rocks i i i miss it just talking about it yes I hope, but not the gameplay aspect just the menus aspect exactly <laughs> i you know it often occasionally happens on the show where i accidentally like plant a like a bug in my in a in someone's brain who comes on it and they can't stop thinking about it uh so maybe that's going to be you you had I me think thinking to talking about you know, the play a pro version where I know in like the 2K series, there's also a bunch of stuff outside of the basketball where you like oh, see yeah. the player's life and like, yeah, I love do. that when your teammates like, hey, we're all going to go get hot dogs later. And it's like your answer tree is like, that sounds unhealthy. I'm going to go to practice instead. <laughs> like, it's so funny how the the immersive element of it is like. And is that Especially there for you, the NHL one too? It is there for the NHL one, but it's so, again, it's just so uh dimmed down yes, so it's, it's like just you're a sketch having, in my head yeah you're having a meeting with your coach and your coach is like hey i want to see you play harder out there and the answers are like okay or i think i'm playing hard already or whatever <laughs> and you're just like all right i'll just say okay and move on to the next thing totally or your teammate comes up and is like we're gonna go bowling later do you want to come and it's like you lose energy but then gain like chemistry with your team it's so bizarre and then i also think like there is a very funny I don't know if it's a sketch or a game or whatever, but like the actual life of an NBA player mm-hmm. doing be a pro where it's like, you are at a strip club. Yeah. Like, will you cheat on your wife or will yeah. you do, you know, like there is such a funny, like actual reality of being yeah, an NBA player they could do there. 
And hockey's like, do you want ketchup or mustard on this? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hockey's like, hey, try to score a goal in the next game. And it's like, okay, and yes. those are your options. <laughs> that it, uh, I'm way too tickled by that. Uh, yeah. That's so funny. Um, Well, Chris, thank you for bringing on, you know, this series to talk about in general. Uh, I didn't expect it to go down the road that it did as far as, you know, your managerial uh, uh you know, success, but, uh, thanks for bringing this game on. We got a little more to do, but I appreciate it. Thank you for, for letting me bring it on. And to the, to the listeners at home, sound off if I'm normal and my, my way of playing it is correct. Let me know. And, uh, if you think otherwise, don't say anything at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just, just ignore this. So I'll lead us into our post show segments. Uh, the first of which of the two is the fact me by your game segment. And this is just where I share a fun fact with my guest about the game they brought on. Uh, I've only got the one today. I did source this from Wikipedia, but honestly, even in the the video I watched earlier, uh, I referenced earlier um, from Soft Drink TV. I think it was. They talk yes. about it. And I have this titled Ice Tilt. Oh, no. Are you aware, familiar with the, the phrase Ice Tilt and, and the concept for the game? No. Okay, well, that's actually, I think I understand why, and that's because of how you play this game. It makes so much sense. Well, Chris, one idea that has been widely discussed over many years within the fan community of this game is a purported automatic built-in gameplay mechanism referred to as Ice Tilt, which modifies skaters and uh, and, and honestly anything in the game from like the refer- way the referees called it the goalie's oh, aptitude yes yes it's, yes it's basically like this rubber band mechanism that if you're playing online with someone even if you're way better the game will find ways to make it closer uh yes and it's been a big point of controversy for the series that they've not ever like of course they haven't owned up to it um they usually give like a non-answer yes i i feel like i that makes sense to me i also know that like I don't know if this is the same thing, but if you play it on like too easy of a mode, you can, it's like so easy to find like the glitch where Mm -hmm. like if you're playing it on like semi pro and you just like go to the side and pass into the middle, your player will score every single time without fail. You can just win like 95 zero or whatever. Uh Um, But then I also know there's like sliders in the game, which I think there is an NBA in all of them too, where you can set yourself to like a hundred percent accuracy for yes, every single for thing sure. basically and i was always like that just completely kills the entire yeah like why do it but i i have noticed that if i'm like playing at too high a difficulty they will absolutely just like give me a pity goal or whatever sure. <laughs> and if i'm playing at too low of a difficulty it'll be like they're not supposed to be able to do that but they're giving them this one or two you know oh sure yeah that's a yeah. It's it's an interesting thing about the game that I think would probably frustrate me if I played it. Uh, they they kind of talk about this in Mario, which I think it is a literal thing in Mario Kart where the last play the way they implement it there is like the last the, place uh, the person, items. Yeah, the items. Like uh, as someone who's often in first place, Chris, <laughs> I'll tell you, I get a lot of coins and bananas, but yes, obviously often the like back half of the second lap, get hit by a blue shell, no matter yes. what. Cause it's oh, just like, yeah, it's time I do, for, I do often like, uh, for just, I don't know why, but I feel the need to call out every blue shell that hits me. 
And I'm like, oh, I got a blue shell on every every lap that time. So, uh, <laughs> but I still won pretty good. Um, anyway, ice tilting, no good. Um, people don't like it. Uh, that's it for the factory buyer game segment. I'll lead us into the final one, the game recommendations. Now, Chris, this segment is my one forced tie-in to the movie Call Me By Your Name, where <laughs> I'm going to treat the NHL series like your passionate summer love that you have in Italy one summer. Uh, but unfortunately, my friend, as I like literally my – I think I got choked up a little bit. Um, <laughs> it's not going to work out. This fling isn't going to last forever. So in order to help you get over this breakup, uh, I'm going to present you a few recommendations for new flings uh, that have a little bit in common with the NHL series. All right. I'm interested in this. Awesome. Now, do these? did you pre-prepare these before knowing that I mostly just do the menus component to the game? I did, uh, which is which is great. But you know what? I'm not changing a gosh darn thing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So if your first recommendation is if you uh want to play another long running series like the like the NHL, uh that also has its own up and downs, but you're looking to try something new, I would recommend to you the Prince of Persia series. I'm not sure if you're familiar. This is one I would sometimes watch my brother play. Okay, for sure. great. <laughs> yes, this is absolutely on that list. Yes, this, you know, it's, there have been highs and lows. A series I have never played a game in, but I know has like, it's stalwart fans and then plenty of those people who also have lamented the the mistakes that the series has made going along the way. Yes, so. I, I think he, I only saw him play the first one. He used to play Prince of Persia, but he loved God of War. That was oh, his interesting. Game. Yeah, he was. But I do remember seeing Prince of Persia. And then I remember when like the movie came out. Yes, like, that's weird that they're doing yeah. that. Way to go, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that's your first recommendation. Your second one is if you just want to get back to sports, you like goals, you like teams, you like passing. And more importantly, Chris, you're a man of the future. I'll go ahead and recommend a little game called Rocket League, which I'm pretty sure has no simulation elements in it at all. I know Rocket League because two guys I lived with briefly right out of college, two are still friends. One of them is Rocky from the show. Oh. They would play Rocket League together. Um, so I, the, the, the Rocket League is actually, I used to watch Rocky and also uh, Alex Alsip, the two guys who started everything now. When I lived in the house, they started it in. I would just, wa I was back to my childhood state. Yes. Where I would just watch them play Rocket League and be yes. like, wow, look at them go. Wow. That's so funny. Um, yeah. So there's that. Uh, I, I do have a bonus recommendation just because I think it's funny. Be I was going to do this instead of your actual real last one, but I'm going to tell you both of them. Uh, I, I had some joke about if you just want to slip around on the ice, I just recommend you play all the ice parts of Zelda games. Um, <laughs> so there's that. That was just a stupid one. But one that I actually feel really good about now is um if you want to play in a video game as an athlete but it's not actually in a sports game uh I'll recommend to you the blitzball elements of Final Fantasy 10. Do you have you heard of blitzball at all, Chris? I have not. So this is basically a fictional sport that is played underwater. It's sort of like a mix of like I mean it's kind of like water polo but underwater like completely submerged huh. and the way it actually works in the in the Final Fantasy X itself, it's 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 like a truly optional like whole series of like tournaments and stuff you can play in. It is 
basically all simulation as well. Uh, it's not like an action sports game where you're controlling the player deliberately and like, oh, if you move to the right a little more, you can maybe make that goal. It's all simulated. So you might swim your player around, but it's just making calculations on whether or not stuff is going to work. So I don't think it's and you also build your teams, by the way, and recruit players. Ooh, so no, that's that's <laughs> where we're speaking my language. So I recommend playing eight hours of Final Fantasy X just to get to Blitzball <laughs> and then just losing your life to it. Um, but uh, I'll go ahead and re- recap our recommendations today. We've got Prince of Persia, the uh, Rocket League, the slippery ice parts of all Zelda games, and then Final <laughs> Fantasy X's Blitzball. Uh, Chris, that'll do it for the Game Rex, and that'll actually bring us uh, to the end of the show. So Can I tell you, uh, oh, Final Fantasy X, Final Fantasy, the entire mm-hmm. thing, that i feel like i'm being punked when i see that game like <laughs> when i see like goofy and like link or whatever i don't oh, know who they actually, but there there is this part of me that's like what is going on here king you're talking about kingdom hearts oh yes i am yes. i am talking about that to be fair though kingdom hearts is like has final fantasy characters into it that's it's why really- i think i made that mistake but yes, it is It is very funny. We've talked about a lot of video games today, and I think it's made me seem like I kind of know video games. <laughs> but if we talked about pretty much anything outside the specific ones I said, I would be so lost and confused. Yes, Every, There's like a whole world of like, you know, and I have this problem with movies too, where people talk about new movies coming out, and I have no fucking clue what they're talking yeah, about. Yeah, for I, sure. I can't stop watching like some weird seventies movie that no one likes, but <laughs> I, I, every time people are talking about a new game, I'm like so confused by yeah. just what it is, how it works. People's use acronyms. And I'm like, I don't know what that acronym means. Yep. It's, it's such a complex world that I feel so on the outside of. And so many people my age, and being on Twitch, it's like yeah. I'm supposed to know all this stuff, and I feel yeah. so alienated by it, as demonstrated by you saying Kingdom Final Fantasy and me thinking it's Kingdom Hearts. Yes, I did want to affirm though that I totally understand where that came from, and that and the series are made by some of the same people. And to be fair, there's plenty of people who played a lot of Kingdom Hearts games and also don't know what the hell is going on. So you're not alone. <laughs> okay, good. Um, uh, but Chris. That brings us to the end of the show. Uh, on our way out, um, we can plug whatever we want, including stuff we've already plugged today. But thanks again for doing this, man. It was great to get to know you a little better and have you on the podcast. Yeah, dude. Thank you for having me. Really had a blast. You bet. Uh, um, yeah, what do you want to plug on your way out? Uh, the Everything Now Show. Check out the Everything Now Show on Twitch, twitch.tv slash everything now show. We are doing it every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday in the evenings. Um that's if you like improv you'll love it we have Mm -hmm. one format that's video game adjacent so that can be fun for the gamers um definitely check that out follow me on such a fun show gosh thank you thank you yeah we're very proud of what it's become uh follow me on instagram at chris trilakian um hopefully i will have more to promote (laughs) don't worry Uh, my life man (laughs) yeah (laughs) um yeah uh you cannot check me out at ucb for the moment but (laughs) maybe one day um i think that's 
I think that's oh yeah is this coming out before the 27th do you think yeah th- yes it will okay if you're in LA actually even if you're not in LA because it'll be streaming on Twitch this is a great plug I'm doing great here uh <laughs> uh january 27th we're doing a very special episode of everything now where we'll be filming it live in front of a studio audience at a more robust location with with multi-cam setups and it's going to be a wild one so uh, a good entry point i think uh if you've never seen the show check it out january 27th awesome do you know if there's going to be like a ticket portal for that up I think no. Gotcha. I think because it's the first one, we're kind of going to do invites gotcha. for cool. the audience, especially because it's not going to be a huge audience. Um, but down the road, there will be. And, cool. the, and the best way to stay on that is to follow the Everything Now show on uh, social media and join our Discord if you've got Discord and follow me on Instagram. Awesome. Even though there's no current ticket portal, I'll put still like links to the socials and stuff uh, and the Twitch channel so people can find it. Um, But that's great. I'll go ahead and just close this out with some plugs of my own. Uh, The show art for Call Me By Your Game is done by Glenn J. You can find him and his other great work on Instagram at Glenn with two N's dot J-A-Y. The show is produced, edited, and the original music that you hear up top is by Jeremy Schmidt. If you want to give him a tip of the cap, uh, for you know all the work he does on the show, you should check out his podcast, Video Games, a comedy show. Who knew that? Video games, comedy, they, they could be in the same place. You can listen to that wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I can be found on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at Connor underscore McCabe, on Blue Sky at Connor McCabe, uh, on Twitch at twitch.tv slash consiscool69. Um, and if you're also listening to the show and you, you love the sound of our voices and you want to see some handsome faces, check us out on YouTube. There's a link to the YouTube channel in the show notes as well for uh, all you know episodes moving forward will be available in video. Um, and again, check us out on Patreon. Uh, we're over at patreon.com slash super NPC radio. And if you like uh, you know the conversations I have with people uh, about video games and you like to hear just bonus content, you've ran the well dry, you need more. There's a bunch of stuff there, starting at a dollar a month and more moving up from there. But that'll do it for this episode of Call Me By Your Game. We will see you on the next one.